Coffee fans, how's it going? Welcome to episode two of Courtside Coffee with Gracie Annalise. That's me, I'm your host, and this podcast is a space where we sit down, drink a bunch of coffee, and talk about the NBA. This week, I'm going to dive into this week's NBA news and then talk to a very special guest, childhood best friend of mine in Memphis Grizzlies own, Jonte Porter. All right, welcome in. The date is April 11th, 2021. I am so excited you are here. I'm sitting here with a wonderful coffee right in front of me. And I know we normally start the podcast off with one thing that we are grateful for, but I would love to wait until my guest arrives so that we can hear what he has to say because I am interested and I know it's an important part of this podcast and I'd love to know what he's grateful for. So with that said, we are just going to jump right into the NBA news for this week. I have two things. First, for all of you OG Space Jam lovers, it has been announced that there is a Space Jam 2 and the trailer just came out. But this time, instead of Michael Jordan, it's going to be with LeBron James. The cast also includes players like Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving, Clay Thompson, and Damian Lillard, which great cast. The one of the controversies lies with if it will level up. Um, I'm assuming in regards to MJ versus LBJ, but personally, LeBron James is my favorite player. So I'm very excited. Yes, the trailer was slightly cheesy, but we have to keep in mind that this is aimed for kids. This is a children's movie. Um, and yeah, it's going to be great. I'm excited. With that said, our second piece of news is that the arenas announced that they will be letting fans back to full capacity in the 2021-2022 season. Yay, I'm so happy. ESPN is partnering with a biometric screening company. It's not going to be required for all 30 teams, but I assume that the majority of them will want to use it. I think how it works is that fans will download an app upload their documents. I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming like vaccine reports, negative tests. I did read um, that they will need to upload a selfie for identification reasons. This is exciting. I, I'm pumped. I know I'm going to be using this to my advantage. Um, but yeah, since vaccines and test results are now widely available, we're able to do more things. And this is just such a light in what has felt like such a dark year. No more empty arenas. This is great. I'm pumped. And Speaking of athletes being able to play in full arenas, I'm going to be joined by one of those athletes today. I'm so excited to welcome him to the podcast. Everyone, please welcome good friend of mine, Jonte Porter. Hi, Jonte. Hi, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for joining Courtside Coffee. Um, One thing that I always like to start the podcast out with is just asking my guests to say one thing that they're grateful for. So I think it's great to just count our blessings. So what's one thing you're grateful for today? Um, That's a good question. One thing I'm grateful for is this beautiful Memphis weather. It's rainy, but the sun's shining and the wind's blowing. So it's uh, definitely a blessing out here. It's like LA weather. Ah, LA. Yeah, it's kind of cold here today, actually. So I'm going to give a brief overview about you for those who may not know who you are. Um, You've spent a lot of your life growing up in Columbia, Missouri, similar to me, but um, you played basketball at Tolton High School. And I believe, was it your junior year when you moved to Seattle? 
Uh, yeah, for my junior year. Okay, your junior year, you moved to Seattle and you played at Nathan Hale. Um, and then you graduated a year early. You moved back to Missouri to play basketball at Mizzou with your brother, Michael Porter Jr., who plays for the Denver Nuggets. And right. unfortunately, he got injured and then you got injured and you had a long road of injuries ahead of you. Um, you you tore your ACL and then recovered and then retore it, correct? Right, right. Yeah. Well, there was a light at the end of the tunnel. You ended up being able to sign with the Memphis Grizzlies and recently made your NBA debut. That was just the overview. Um, but I would like to dive a little bit deeper. So basketball has always been in your blood. Your family is full of legends. Your mom played pro overseas. Your dad's an accomplished coach and your siblings go crazy in athletics. Where do you think that this love like also stems from? I think most of it has to do with just our big family. And like you said, my parents played basketball, so that helped. Not to mention we were all homeschooled growing up. So obviously if my parents love basketball, they probably taught us that at a young age. And we just go out there and hoop every morning, every night. So it's just kind of been a part of our family since we were little. And uh, luckily we were all blessed with some basketball favorite genes um, with the height and whatever. Uh, but yeah, just having a family that all love basketball really helped me um, as a kid, just kind of find what I loved and what I preferred to do. And that was basketball. So it's a, it's a blessing for sure. That's awesome. Well, okay. You, like I mentioned, you have strong ties to Missouri. What does, for those people who are listening from Columbia, what does Como mean to you? It means a lot. They took us in with open arms. Like we moved from Indiana to Columbia in about when I was in fifth grade. So uh, I made a lot of childhood friends like yourself there and everyone was just so kind, loving towards our family, uh, especially for me, not being very social. Cause like I said, I was homeschooled. It was just basketball and family. That's all I really knew. So for everyone to kind of take me in with open arms and uh, love me the way they did and just, I don't know. It has a special place in my heart to this day, just because of that. I like to visit whenever I can, whenever the off season is going on, just to catch up with people. So I still have a lot of good friends um, that still still stay in Columbia. So it's always great to get back there. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest difference between living in Tennessee now? I'd say the biggest difference is uh, probably just a small town feel Columbia. Columbia is a nice city, but it's a uh, you know, you, you see people that you know all the time, just going to shops or going to Andy's, something like that. You know what I mean? Whereas Memphis, it's a, it's a little bit different, not only because the platform I'm on and people like, it's, it's just different because people know who I am here because I play for the only national sports team in the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, I haven't made too many friends out here yet, but just walking around, obviously with COVID, it's a bit different this year, but it's, uh, it's, it's just different in the sense of community and familiarness. That I had with Missouri isn't quite here, but I love it. And I'm really thankful for my situation here. Would you say that, okay, would you say that the coffee in Missouri or in Memphis is better? <laughs> I'd say Memphis for sure. Columbia Memphis. has its good little spots, but uh, you can't beat the big cities. They have too many shops. What's your favorite shop? <laughs> Shoot. I uh, either hustle and dough because I've become friends with a couple of the workers there. They've been great. They plugged me with some beans, which definitely upped them in the rankings. But uh, the hub is also really nice. It's attached to that church uh, out in Germantown. So I go there too. Now that I live a little bit closer to it, that's probably where I go more often. Um, But yeah, there's a few few really unique, really nice spots to get coffee from. So I'm still exploring. Well, okay. Back to the injury part of your story. Um, It's a big part of your story. Obviously, it does not define you at all. Um, But I'm sure that there are parts of that 
whole journey through healing that stand out as life lessons. Um, what would you say is one aspect of that whole journey? Looking back on that, you're very grateful for. Uh, I think there's a whole lot that I'm grateful for, probably more so that I'm grateful for than I am upset about, because obviously I wouldn't wish just an injury on anybody, including myself, but the life lessons maturing I had to do uh, throughout this two and a half, three years has been tremendous. So obviously I grew up with age, but I think a lot of my mental uh, fortitude and disability to kind of get over these humps in life that I'm bound to have in the future as well. Uh, this, this whole basketball injury thing uh, only made me stronger in a lot of those ways. So I'd say that's probably the biggest thing, just mental fortitude and being able to face adversity, whether it comes from basketball or any other area of life. I hope I'm ready for at least. Yeah. I know we are both people of strong faith and seeing God's plan, even through the trials. I'm sure that's been something that's helped you persevere a lot. Yeah. I mean, I mentioned maturing and growing up and kind of the fortitude of the mind, but I don't think that happens without some, at least for me personally, without some level of faith to it and just trusting the plan and kind of seeing the overview of life. It's not like day-to-day stuff. Um, even big things such as tearing up your knee when you play basketball for a living, it's all minuscule in the grand scheme of things. So I think that definitely helped my put my mind to ease and not feeling like the, my world was falling apart because at the end of the day, basketball is only a small part of that when, you know, I believe in God and in eternity waiting for me. So yeah, I'd say it was a huge help for me. So good. Um, so you recently made your NBA debut. It was against Phoenix Suns, correct? Yeah. And what, what was running through your mind just like when you were called into the game? Yeah, I thought I'd be a lot more nervous than I was. I was kind of scared, like, because I knew I might get in. I was like, oh, no, this is it. This is the first time. Even no reason to be scared. It's just the first. It's kind of realizing your dream uh, live. So, of course, there's a little bit of nerves. But as soon as I get out there, I was fine and just super fun. At the end of the game, I kind of just sat back in my locker and just took a deep breath. Like, dang, that's that. So, hopefully... And ever since I've gotten in since then, it hasn't been nearly as nerve wracking, uh, but it is pretty crazy. I try not to take it for granted because there's millions of hoopers worldwide that would die to be in my position. So who knows what the future holds for me basketball wise, but at least my name's in the history books, right? Of course. What is your favorite part about life on the road? I know, I mean, you and I have talked about this um, for both homebodies, like you just mentioned before we started recording, like you guys are about to go out on a two week long road trip. What is your favorite part and what is your least favorite part? Yeah. I mean, uh, I think the best part about traveling is just the camaraderie with the teammates. And, you know, when we're back here in Memphis, it's everyone goes to practice and everyone goes home after to the families, friends, all that. But on the road, you're kind of stuck with each other, especially with the parameters that the nation's under right now. But luckily it has opened up a little bit. So, when I'm on the road, I just try to take advantage of the new scenery, you know, maybe go to a coffee shop or grab a bite to eat outside. Just walking around has been awesome. Seeing different parts of the world, even though it is just the U.S., it's still really cool to go places I've never been in my life and just seen pictures of. Uh, and obviously, we're staying in really nice hotels. So it's just it's a, it's a blessing. And every new city I go to, every charter flight I get on, I just kind of lean back and I'm like, dang, this is crazy that I'm here. So it's, a, it's definitely humbling, but uh, exciting experience nonetheless. Uh, the worst part, like I mentioned to you, a two-week road trip coming up, that's a long time to be going from place to place every other day and staying in beds that aren't your own. So it can get really tiring. We went on a week road trip last week, and I was exhausted, ready to get back to Memphis as soon as our last game ended. So I'm not looking forward to this road trip 
by any means, but uh, it's like our last big one before the season ends. And then obviously once the season ends, I can kind of lay back and chill. So for now, I'm just trying to grind and hopefully have a good end of the season. Yeah, of course. Um, I've got three more questions. You signed it a weird timing. It was just a few days before quarantine began last year. And um, you probably didn't get to know a lot of the guys right away due due to just being isolated and being in quarantine. But um, has there through all of this experience so far getting to be with them a lot is there anyone that you would say you've gravitated towards you just like have the most in common with on the team well the person i have most in common with is probably uh either sean mcdermott which is a two-way guy it's his rookie year or john contrar uh john contrar he's a stock guy too so we talk about stocks cryptocurrency all that stuff not related to basketball probably more often than any of my other teammates another guy i really enjoy is justice winslow he's just a cool vibes all around. So uh, I looked up to him as a dude and just a hooper. So uh, it's been really good this year for me. I mean, like you said early on, cause I signed in such a weird time, we were having like team zoom meetings and stuff. You can't really get to know somebody that way. So it was a little weird. Um, but this year we've been together so much, especially on the road. Cause like I said, you can't go out and do stuff um, that I've just come closer to pretty much everyone. Everyone's really cool. But those are the three guys I'd say I've kind of sparked a relationship with the best. I know you and I have also in the past talked a little bit about the importance of humility and I'm going to affirm you for a second, but you are one of the most humble people I know, just like <laughs> in life in general. Um, Thank you. Of course. And I know we live in a world that's just so full of hype and like sharing our highlights and not showing our weak moments, but you really do um, in life and in your profession, like allow the achievements to speak for themselves. So I, I want to know like what keeps you grounded? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, first off, thank you. That was very flattering. Um, but I don't know. I think having a good solid family and people around you, they're speaking life into you, friends, family, all that has been really helpful for me because uh, I kind of now know my, kind of know what to say, what not to, and how how to surround myself around people that will encourage me and help me grow into a better person myself. It, I'd be lying if I said it's just so I'm such a good person. I'm perfect all the time. And on social media, yeah, I probably don't say anything crazy, but I think it's just being grounded with the right people. And uh, obviously God involved, just having higher standards has been really helpful. Uh, but yeah, just trying to recenter myself. Like I said before, when, when I went through those injuries, kind of realizing that basketball is not the only thing in my life that's humbling in and of itself. Like, yeah, I play basketball. A lot of people know who I am because of basketball, but I'm really like this tiny in the grand scheme thing. So uh, that in and of itself should humble you. I feel like. Good answer. Um, Okay. Tay, we got one more and then the fast five, but what is the biggest thing you hope to do in your time in the NBA? Shoot. I mean, the biggest thing for me is just to fulfill my, my own set of goals, which I won't go through all of them. There's a lot of accolades that, of course, yeah, every basketball player wants to get, like every dude wants to be all-star, MVP, all that. But for me, just kind of maximize my potential through hard work. Like if I go to the gym and only half half effort it, then I can't go to bed at night being satisfied with that. So just not that I'm going to be the best player of all time, but being the best Tay I can be of all time, I think is it sounds corny, but it's true, is one thing for me. And obviously to grow my platform so that I can influence and impact as many people as I can uh, spiritually would be amazing. And uh, hopefully have, it's not all about money, of course, but being able to provide for my future family and 
be smart with those that this amazing salary that they bless us with is really important for me. So just keeping a good head on my shoulders and working hard, I'd say the biggest things I'm trying to accomplish with this crazy platform that I've been given at 20, 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Quality answer. That's good. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Fast five. Here we go. Number one, who is your favorite player to watch in the league? Uh, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> okay. Number two, what do you do on an off day? Uh, I like to go golfing, especially now that the weather's getting nice. Do you want everything or is it one answer? Oh, you can give, give me like a day. <laughs> a day, uh, wake up, go to coffee shop, read, uh, hang out with friends. Somebody just moved in, me, a buddy of mine, so it's been cool. We play Madden a lot. Uh, get in the hot tub, but now it's warming up, like I said. Uh, big ping pong guy, so been doing that a lot at my buddy's house. And I try to cook for myself on days off during days that we play. It's kind of tough just because I'm at the gym all day, but days off, I try to make a new recipe every night. So that's something I like to do too. What's your favorite meal you make? Favorite meal I make, it's kind of, it changes every time when I make these bowls. Like, I mean, I've talked to you about that before, but just like, healthier stuff bowls of foods i like whether it's sweet potatoes chickpeas rice maybe if there's chicken or smoothies all that just filling my filling my bowl up with healthy stuff i can eat brussels sprouts i've grown fondo so Mm -hmm. uh, i try to mix it up every time though i don't really have a dish i go to every every night or anything just a big bowl i like that yeah okay three what's your hype song (laughs) shoot well, everyone, when I do interviews and stuff, they always ask who my favorite artist is, favorite song. I swear to you, I do not have one. For the life of me, I, I probably can't even name a song that I enjoy right now. Uh, favorite what hype song. Makes you want to dance. Um, I've been listening at the weight room, me and my strength coach. We listen to, it's called Big Booty Mix. They have like 20 of them. It's just like hype music. <laughs> we listen to that a lot. Uh, don't get fooled by the name. It's not inappropriate or anything, but okay. it's, uh, it's a great mix. You should go check it out. SoundCloud. Shout out to Big Booty. <laughs> Big Booty Mix. Uh, okay, what's your go-to coffee order? Uh, lately, it's been oat milk latte. I recently I transitioned. told you. <laughs> okay, I do still love almond milk, but it's too many people told me, oh, I tried it for you and I had a So we'll see. I'm uh, I'm heading to Portland soon, the capital of coffee. So I'll, I'll probably try both and let you know. And lastly, who do you recommend I have as a guest on my podcast? I recommend you have my strength coach on the podcast. He's a coffee fanatic, knows a lot about basketball. He trains basketball players. And yeah, he shares our love for coffee for sure. So that'd be a good person. What's his name? Uh, Eric Schmidt. Eric Schmidt. You can just go look at who I'm following. Big goofy guy. You'll (laughs) you'll notice. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks for having me. Of course.